Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we do have a Savior. And thank you that we can celebrate his coming to earth today. Thank you for those who've joined together because we desire to do exactly that for your praise and your glory. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas is about giving. If you will turn with me to Matthew chapter 2, as I read 12 verses in Matthew chapter 2, think about the giving of the wise men. Not just what they brought to the manger, but even the giving of themselves to come on a very dangerous trip in order to honor the Lord Jesus. So there's a lot more giving here than just the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. There was a lot of giving going on there. A lot of giving as they traveled from afar, faced an insane king who would kill them before he'd even give it a second thought if they were in his way as he wanted to kill the Lord Jesus himself. And then they brought valuable treasures as well. So when we think about Christmas, we think about giving. And for those of you that can't see the screen, a few pictures are going to appear on the screen of giving that we're used to. Presents wrapped up, somebody exchanging them. Family together exchanging gifts, as many families no doubt will be doing here. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing to exchange the presents. It's a good thing to have gifts. Um, nothing wrong with that. But I like to think of that as the prelude or the hors d'oeuvres because the real giving was done a long time ago. And on the screen now is a picture of God's special gift, the Lord Jesus, a, a wrapping that indicates that. And then a second one, Jesus is the gift. And there's a bow placed around a cross. And it says Jesus is the gift. And then what looks like a word scramble. There's a cross in the middle. And on the left-hand side, there are words sin, wage, and death. And on the other side, God, gift, eternal life. Can anybody tell me where those words come from? Romans. Get closer. 
Well, it used to be in 623. I hope it's still there. (laughs) The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the real meal. What we do today is simply the orders. It's the preliminary, but the real deal is God gave us the gift of eternal life, and he gave that to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was the greatest gift of all. Some verses... Romans 8, verse 32, tells us God loved and gave His Son. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? It's the gift that keeps on giving. He keeps on graciously giving us all things. He left us a gift of the Holy Spirit. He left us spiritual gifts so that we can serve him and serve each other. He left us with the promise of eternal life. Everybody knows John 3.16. He gave us his only son. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, which has already been quoted today, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. The greatest gift of all, God loved and gave his son. And obviously part of that gift, Jesus loved and gave his life. Many scriptures testify to that. Galatians 1, 4, who gave himself for our sins. Why? To deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God, our God and Father. In Galatians 2, 20, I have been crucified with Christ, the Apostle Paul said. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Ephesians 5, 2. Christ loved and gave himself for us. Ephesians 5, 25. We think this might be an odd verse. Husbands, love your wives but we're supposed to love our wives in a special way as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Titus 2.14 again, who gave himself for us, and it tells us what he did for us in redeeming us. So the greatest gift of all, God loved and gave his son, Jesus loved and gave his life. You may have noticed five different times he gave himself. He gave himself up for us, at least the five times, and now here's a sixth in Matthew 20, 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Normally, when someone gives you a gift, what do you do? You you receive it, and then what do you do? You open it, and then what do you do? If all goes well, (laughs) you thank him for that gift. Normally, that's what we do. But Christmas is not normal, is it? Think about that. Christmas is not normal. On Christmas, we're aware of the great gifts God has given to us, but instead of thanking him, we think about the presents that we're getting or the presents that we're giving, and we're thanking a lot of people for gifts. But Christmas is not really normal. On Christmas, it's Jesus' birthday. Who receives the gifts? We do. It's not a normal thing. Can you imagine this? Picture yourself as 10 years old. Some of you don't have to. You are 10 years old. 
You're 10 years old and your parents are going to have a party for you. And they say, you're 10, so you can invite 10 friends. So you have 10 friends come for your birthday party. And then somebody says, it's time to open the gifts. And you watch as everybody exchanges gifts and you don't get any. That's not normal. What's normal is that everybody brings a gift and brings it to the birthday girl, the birthday boy. But Christmas isn't normal that way. How do we respond to the greatest gift giver of all? I've got some athletes right now who are going to be passing out a little piece of paper. Just grab the piece of paper and hang on to it for a moment. You'll understand what it's all about. But if my athletes would pass them out right now, and they're going to get them to you as quickly as they can, think how nice it would be to be youthful and athletic. How do we respond to the greatest gift giver of all? Jesus has given us great gifts. It's his birthday. Have we thanked him? Have we given him any gifts? And I'd like to say it's not too late. I want for us to stop right now, and you are being given a thank you note. And we're going to write something in response to the fact that today's Jesus' birthday, and we want to respond to him, and we want to give him at least one gift here. So the question is, have we thanked him? Have we given him any gifts at all? 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. So let's thank him by giving him a gift today. First of all, what do you think is the gift that he wants more than anything else? On the screen is 2 Corinthians 8.5, and this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. This is talking about some Macedonian believers who gave themselves first to the Lord, and they gave a lot of other things as well, and they were a great example of givers. But they gave themselves first to the Lord. Think about that. The the greatest gift we can give back is to give ourselves. So the greatest gift we can give to Jesus is to receive the gift that he gives to us. So as you have received the piece of paper, and thank you athletes for doing that for us, do what it says. Tell Jesus that you're giving yourself to him if you haven't already. You can do that. Or tell him something on there. Write it down. We've got little pencils in the pew racks in front of you. You can share them. You might even write down one word that you would like to give to the Lord Jesus by way of a gift. What I'd like to ask you to do, think about something good maybe that you want to do for him. Or Maybe think about something bad that you want to stop doing, and you're offering that to him as a gift. Here are some samples. As a gift to you, Jesus, I want to tell someone else about you. And you can write that down. Write that down on that piece of paper. I would like to tell, and you can mention somebody's first name if you would like to. I would like to tell so-and-so about you, Lord Jesus, and I'd like to do it soon. Maybe even today. Maybe sometime very soon. Here's another sample. I want to love my way, my wife, the way that it said in that verse that Christ loved and gave himself for me. So a gift that you can give to the Lord as a husband, you can say, I want to give greater love to my wife. I want her to know that she is the most special person in all of the universe. I want her to know that she's the queen. You can write that down. You can write this down too. I want to give up this bad habit and name that bad habit. I know this doesn't please you, and I'm giving that to you as a gift because that will no longer fail to glorify you in my life. 
Some of you have a habit and maybe you've wanted to get rid of it and you said, I just can't. It's got too big a hold on me. I cannot get rid of this thing. I read in my Bible, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And with his help, go ahead and put that down. You haven't had the guts to do that before because you say it's got a hold on me. I can't get rid of it. You can get rid of it. With God's help, you can do that and put that down and think about that gift. Here's another sample that you might want to put down. I want to honor you by reading from the Bible every day. You say, I know I should be doing that, but I haven't. I haven't done that before. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is a gift that you're offering to the Lord Jesus. I want to honor you by speaking to you in prayer every day. Not putting a time limit on that, how long it's got to be or anything, but but every day we should be in conversation. If he is truly a personal God, the God of this universe, and he's given us the privilege of communicating with him, how foolish can we be not to take advantage of that? Here's another sample. I want to give to your church and its work the way you say I should, purposefully, sacrificially, cheerfully, and in love. Other samples, I want to give you thanksgiving all the time instead of complaining and criticizing. I want to give you my integrity by keeping the promises I made in the church covenant. I want to sacrifice my pride when it interferes with the unity of this body. I want to invite Jesus to be my Savior. That would be the greatest gift I can give him by receiving the greatest gift ever that he's offered to me. What I'd like to ask you to do is, I've primed the pump a little bit, but think about what it is you want to write down there, what it is that you want to offer to the Lord Jesus. And then in a few moments, I'll give you time to think about that, but in a few moments I'm going to ask you to fold that in half. I'm going to ask you to come down, and I'm going to ask you to put that paper in this box that is here. It's an all-purpose box, actually. If you can come down and put that in there. If it's hard for you to get out where you are, just hand it to somebody. That's why it's folded. Fold it in half. Hand it to somebody. They'll take it down. And as we're coming down to do this, you'll hear the words of happy birthday played in the background. It's happy birthday to Jesus. And we're offering him a gift. And I'm going to ask you to leave your seats. And I'm going to ask you to come down and put that gift here in the box. And I'm going to ask you to mean that as a gift to Jesus. It's his birthday. Why doesn't he get a gift today? If you're having trouble with this exercise, you're not thinking of something, the box is going to be here after the service is over. So you can come down later if you want to. But I'd like to encourage you to do it now. There's something great in the corporate nature that we're giving gifts to the Lord Jesus. So when you're ready, you come down. And if there's a big log jam in the aisles or anything like that, that'd be great. Spend time greeting each other. And here comes our first person right now. Let me know when you when this is over. I'll point to you and you just come up and say, let's sing these.
sing that together. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. In your hymnal, there's another birthday song for Jesus, the birthday of a king, 162. Find that, 162. Let's stand together and sing the two stanzas of that.
Thank you, you're good sports. But it's a more normal birthday now because the one whose birthday it is received gifts and we'll keep on receiving some of those gifts that were given. The wise men, well, you know the story well, offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We've known all about that since the time that we were little children. We know all about the value of gold then and now. Throughout history, gold has been considered the most precious of metals. It's the universal symbol of wealth and prosperity. Matthew, in his gospel, continually presents Christ as the king, king of the Jews, king of kings, appropriately being presented with gold upon his birth. We also recognize frankincense, a costly, beautiful-smelling incense that was used only for the most special of occasions. It was used in the grain offerings at the tabernacle and then later on at the temple. It was used in certain royal processions and sometimes at the weddings of very wealthy people. And the myrrh, we know it in two ways. It was a perfume, but it was also a spice. It was, uh, the, the perfume was taken from that. Often used when somebody had died. And in the case of the Lord Jesus, we understand later on the rest of the story how appropriate and poignant the myrrh becomes as well. But the point is this, the wise men gave what was costly. They gave of their best. They went to a lot of trouble to get where they needed to be in order to give. There were long, hard months from Jerusalem. Dangers from robbers, from the unfriendly country, from a cruel, capricious king. They gave not expecting anything else in return. What could a baby in a manger give them in return? Christmas is about giving. And again, it's not too late to give to the one who gave his all. And he asks us to give him our faith in him and what he did. What can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. Let's pray together and then we will sing because we have great reason to joy to the world. Heavenly Father, thank you for the joy that came to the world, a joy that despite sometimes disappointments, heartaches, sorrows, a joy that nobody can ever take away, a joy that came with Jesus. And thank you for the great celebration today. And thank you that there are those here who have chosen to honor him by being here and by giving up what they could have been doing in celebrating together to be able to celebrate here together with like believers in the Lord Jesus to honor him. So we thank you for this and we thank you in his name. Amen.